0: Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Welcome to Heart and Hand, the Rangers Podcast, the podcast that knows all about having an over-the-hill Dutchman who's only here for the payday. This week on Heart and Hand, oh I wonder who we are signing. <laughs> So, welcome to Heart and Hand, the Rangers Podcast. My name's David Edgar. I'm your host, as always. And uh, making a season debut, who else could it be after that intro? Yes, it's Mr Scott Vandenacker.
1: Hello, uh, everybody. Um, Don't worry, I'm not here for the payday, if only.
0: Yes, I mean, six years, you you possibly have gathered by now that you're never getting
1: paid for this. You've got got me over the years. I think I've got some pin badges, a T-shirt...
0: You got some crap ones, remember we asked at Christmas one year if people would send us crap and, yeah. and we got loads of crap and I did give you all of it.
1: You did. So, but, but no pay. Um, but yes, I'm back and like Rangers, uh, David's having got a big squad and so it's just nice to get a pre-season run out.
0: Well yeah, you're Jason Holt. You know, you did well for his last season and everyone quite likes you but, but there is a tacit understanding that to get to where we... We want to go to that maybe you're not our best option
1: Well yeah but thankfully Last week you tried out Cammy
0: Yeah true That that's a wee bit like Recalling Dean Shields and, and popping him in
1: As I mean had you brought in somebody I don't know with talent Then it could have been a big worry but
0: you know. Yeah well my options are limited You know I don't have a Frank McParland
1: That's actually very true actually, I actually can get him on the pond
0: <laughs> Yes I, I probably could be He hasn't worked with me before
1: that's true and you might have to go somewhere to meet him and leave your house
0: yeah that's not happening (laughs) no no (laughs) frankly Um, if people ever wonder by the way why that sometimes the the sound comes and goes it's because I'm locked up in a bolt hole
1: he is actually Um, he's David basically for those of you who watch the show Big Bang Theory okay listen David is Sheldon okay genuinely and the thing he likes least is other people right correct Meeting them, seeing them, shaking their hand, using the same lavatorial f- facilities as them. Uh, so he generally records the pod from his house, as he does ninety nine percent of everything that he does from the house.
0: Yeah, uh, I'm not, I'm, I'm not a big fan of it. I have to be honest. I, I, I much prefer being being alone with my thoughts, uh, which are numerous and varied. But uh, this I'm week, and rude. rude. But this week they turned. To they turned to Rangers as they often do, and it was uh, Rangers had two more matches in this uh, League Cup stage baba, And uh, this week saw two 3 0 victories uh, over East Stirlingshire at Stenhouse Muir's View Ground, and then followed that up with uh, another 3 0 win over Stranraer at Ibrox. Scott, what was your thoughts on these early season fixtures and you know the League Cup and the new format and all the rest of it?
1: Firstly, can I say how stonesure. But David, you basically said there that you were sitting in your room alone with plenty of time in your hands and your thoughts turned into the sectional league up.
0: That's kinda of the age that you get to. I think a lot of our listeners will be able to identify with that.
1: That that's true. Um I actually got my, my eldest daughter a panini album for the Euros. Guess who completed almost all of that? Yes, me. Yes. Daddy get off. I'm I'm doing this. I've almost got the full surface team. So, yeah, we're at an age where trivia matters more than other things. Right, the League Cup, there's two different areas, David. Shall we look at it in two different ways? Yes, let's. As a pre-season, I liked it, Okay, Um, Rangers for years have been stuck, as you know, as you well know, with needing to go away. Usually it's away games, isn't it, down south, against sort of championship-level teams? Because at Ibrox, we don't have the money to get a team that people want to go and see. And the teams that we do occasionally get in don't really attract the crowd. Yeah. Add in the seven or eight substitutions and pre-season's been a bit of a damn, damn squib. With no away games down south so sort of this year, I think this was absolutely perfect for us. It was competitive. The fans turned out 33,000, 30,000, sold out the away games. Stunning, absolutely stunning. Uh, yeah, we get 22 players tried over the course of the, the, the games. And we also tried a few different things. Like uh, Joe... Duda came on and played up front. He played wide at one game. Waghorn was tried in the middle and wide. Tried a different shape in midfield with Rossiter. And I just think it was a very interesting, worthwhile... I think the fans were interested. And it was competitive and it gave us an edge. The only thing, and conversely, from a football point of view, is that apart from the first half an hour against Motherwell and bits and pieces, maybe in the second game... it's maybe a wee bit too straightforward. Yeah, I think I'm that, not. Yeah, go on. You know, I, I, just think you maybe make an argument that, like, Clint Hill came in, and I know you guys were talking about this last week, and but it's really hard to judge Hudson Hill. They didn't really have enough of a test, so you're talking about. Like we'll probably turn later to what we, how would we line up against Hamilton and stuff, but it's it's hard to tell. It's really hard to to know what we took from that. On not yep. at the back no. that's been one criticism
0: yeah there, there was nothing to take from those games and at times when the pace dropped to a kind of pedestrian level it was because it was too easy you know and, and the the intensity dropped with that because the the team weren't tested as much as it could be however I agree I would far rather have competitive games even if it is against opposition that you know maybe aren't great than a friendly I just they, leave me cold friendlies, they don't do anything for me. I'm one of these people who goes to football matches to watch Rangers. I don't care who are playing. And therefore, you know, saying, oh, Burnley will be a more competitive game. Well, it won't be because there won't be tackling, there'll be agreements, there'll be X amount of players coming in. It's just the nature of the beast. It's a training session and that's great, that's what it's there for. But the idea that it would be a better game to attend or a better game to go and watch than than, you know, even Rangers versus, say, East Stirlingshire, I, I just think is is silly. Because, OK, there was very little chance of a shock in these matches. However, there was that chance. And let's you know be honest, two years ago, uh, not that long ago, two, two short years ago, there would probably have been quite a big chance. and um, We would certainly have conceded in one of those games. There's absolutely no doubt about that. And I think we would have lost at least one of them.
1: And even last year, we got scudded in, in the League Cup member at mm-hmm. home. So it's not to say you're right. It's not to say it's a procession and that nothing can happen, nothing can go wrong. I agree. Um, it's a competitive competition. It's one we want to win. I think League Cup's been good to Rangers over the years. And, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Is, is, you know.
0: Who excited you then of, of the new boys? Who did you think? Yeah, I'm really keen to, as you say, you can't tell too much, but who did you, you look at and think, I'm keen to see more of him?
1: Well, sexual excitement, and keen to see more of, with, of course, young Harry Forrester. And Nico Crancher
0: I don't I think that there's going to be A handsome black hole uh, Over there And I, I think it's something That we might all fall into I actually did a, po- a poll A pod poll If you will uh, this week Pod, pod poll yes. A pod poll uh, on, on the Twitter Using the latest Pod polling Twitter technology
1: My god See the things they have nowadays the, the, the things that they have These kids these days With their
0: moderns And their You know Their telephones That they can carry about With them
1: my God, I know. I mean, the dial-up modem I've just got one. They're brilliant. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm above what used to get the
0: one Yeah, I think listeners it's, can tell that by the um, by the the quality of your Skype connection. But yeah, I, I think that when you look at someone like Nico, I thought we we have to ask a question. So the poll question was: if you absolutely had to, if it was a matter of life and death, or if he asked you would you let Nico bang you? And of the two options, there were 281 votes for yes mm-hmm. and there were 89 votes for yes.
1: I think that's pretty comprehensive. It was I
0: mean, an unequivocal victory for yes, not something you can say that often in Scotland, but in this case it was true that the Rangers support, certainly the handy element of it, would let Nico Crancher bang them if he asked.
1: I think he'd have to to be honest
0: oh god of course he would he's 80
1: one caps for Croatia yeah I mean he's a kind of Glantier.
0: he's mm. kind of out of you know out of a league a little you know looks yes. wise isn't he he's just he's just stunning but in all seriousness nope. he can't run the length of himself at the moment you can see that but when he can Jesus
1: uh, I know he's um, the thing is there's a picture in the paper now. I'm not criticising our female listeners I am not doing that okay and I know they know about their football I know well they don't, they don't really but you know and I know they take it seriously, but there was a picture on the paper of Nico and Harry Forrester. Did you see that? Mm-hmm. So sort of armed around each other in training, and I'm pretty sure that photo has been stored to many a mobile phone.
0: Yeah. I'm not having that piece of sexism, Scott, even for humour. I'm not having it. Uh, as you know... that you're not, you're not one of the sexists? I'm not one of the sexists. On this pod, uh, women have the exact same status as real people, and... It doesn't matter why you go to Ibrox. Some people go to Ibrox for a sing-song. Some people go to wallow in their Protestant heritage. Some people go to get a throb on uh, watching Nico Crenshaw and Harry Harry Forrester. Some people go to get a a, a gash uh, going, you know, a a, a uh, a bit of their gash guzzling. So I don't believe for a second that we should talk down to our female listeners, unless they asked us to.
1: Yeah, I mean they might ask us to explain this whole bit
0: Yeah, well that's like, um, you know that film about the guy, was his name, Mr Grey? Yes Apparently some some women like that, they like, you know, on a first date instead of saying to them at the end of the night Would you like to come back to mine for coffee? What you do is you slip them a contract and say could you sign this please? And basically what it says is I can beat the shit out of you and it'll just, you know, make your front bottom quiver why? I have no fucking idea. I, I Honest to God, I, I don't know about you and I don't know about most of our listeners, but if I had said to, to the women in my life, what do you fancy doing tonight, love? Shall we go upstairs for a little bit of uh, how's your father? And she said yes. If I then turned around and, you know, decked her, it yeah. probably wouldn't have got past first base.
1: Unless by past first base, you mean in the showers with Bubba in prison.
0: Yes, exactly. Because that, Yeah.
1: I mean, my wife. God, David, you know my wife. Oh, if I suggested uh, I've got a contract here that allows me to punch you in the face and then bum you, I, I'm, the, that would have lasted about five minutes. Absolutely no way. No crazy
0: but, talk. It, it's nonsense. And it? but the the young people, you know, the the sex thing and the knocking, fuck at each other. Um, we've probably drifted off a little bit. But that's. Oh, what,
1: oh sorry. What did I think of the squad? That's yeah, what Nico'll
0: do to you. But yeah,
1: right. uh, Jilks and uh, Wes. No idea. Yeah, can't tell. Hodson, quite liked the look of him. Yeah, me he too. Screwball for Waggy was a superb pass. Yeah, it was. Liked it. Um, Tav's Tav. Not that good at the back, scores loads of great goals. Wallace, Mr. Dependable, 79 games in a row. What can you say? 73. 73. Well, he, he probably will make 79, though. Well, not now. Well, he might. If anything happens to him, it's your fault. I've junked Wallace. Anyway, okay, 73. We'll edit that in later okay, okay. Uh, Centre of Defence don't know although like Clint Hill's shouting organisationy stuff
0: yeah right. I, and I don't want to overstate this but we have missed that and there is a lot more to it than he shouts at people because that is a ridiculous thing to anyone can do so that, so you know. them, Ian Black right. shouted at people it doesn't mean anything it's the way that he does it it's the organisational skills it's the putting people in the right positions, encouraging them you know look when one steps out we all step out it seems very basic, but it is something that we have struggled to do, and it has cost us a number of goals. And, and while you can reject that and say, oh, it's a silly thing, as if somebody coming in and, and talking to the back four is going to make a difference, you're right, when you say it like that, logically, that's a stupid thing to say, and I'll accept that, but in, in the world of football, where you know you can say things at, at football matches like, if that had gone in, it would have been a goal, and people will nod, knowing exactly what you mean, rather than headbutting you, then... Having someone there who's a talker, but more importantly an organiser, the guy that's responsible for our positions, you know, that's a Tony Adams at Arsenal thing. Yeah. Someone who says, you do what I say, you go on my command. We did miss that.
1: Yeah, I mean, the question, of course, about Clint Hill is the pace. And when he played uh, at Ibrox, we weren't really under much pressure and our line wasn't particularly high and he didn't look in any trouble at all. But of course... He's not faced somebody breaking, playing on the shoulder. You know, so we don't know, but he looks good. I actually was quite impressed by by his performance. Midfield, I will use the word, like, for example, David, I like to think about it in terms of what our listeners get each time the pod appears for them in their inbox. Sad. Embarrassment embarrassment of riches, Mm. was actually what I was going to say. I think you're half right. Well, yes, yes. No, things that they get when our pod appears in their inbox, sad, angry, (laughs) infuriated. no we've got embarrassment of midfield is the one place where we have great options not only I don't only mean in terms of personnel being good players it's the way they, they really complement each other mm. we now have different types of midfielders we a different range of passing different physical attributes if, if football was only about midfield as some people like Pep and certain managers would would hope then we would not have any problems this season midfield looks very good indeed I'm I'm very impressed um, strangely, one person that stepped up to the plate, and I, I thought we'd be under pressure. I have to say, it was Halliday. Yeah, I thought Halliday had a good, good start. And I think it's a good season. preseason because I think he knows himself that in most people's minds, might not be fair, but Rossiter, Cranchar, Barton is sort of you know that's it's it's looming.
0: I, I, I think it's a fair assumption to make that those three haven't come to be squad players. Yes.
1: Yeah, and Andy Halliday has responded. Do people feel a bit sorry? For uh, up front, sorry, let me finish. Up front, Waggy four goals good. Um, I was impressed. Obviously, Barry McKay. Now, I think probably most weeks we should set aside maybe a couple of minutes, just for a minute, for a couple of minutes silence, so that our listeners can just think about Barry McKay. <laughs> maybe make that a regular feature. Um, he's great. Flip side, if he keeps improving, I texted you from the game. You remember last week we were at the game. I texted saying, now that he's doing it every week, see with this consistency, yeah, we won't have him long. No. Sadly the only thing missing from his game was that he did it every three games If he starts playing like he can play all the time Bye bye Barry But that's football Well I have to say I slightly disagree
0: with you there Because I think he did it more than one in every three games And I actually think that that's just you Because people can go back and listen to this time last year When you were saying you weren't sure about him And I was saying no no he's brilliant and he's playing really well And this is you just covering your tracks (laughs) It's been six years They know your MO now
1: Okay well yeah Yes, it turns out you are right and I was wrong yes.
0: shockingly us. yeah
1: shockingly yeah um, but no I think if if he starts doing that regularly um, I amusingly remember back to the semi-final when he scored that goal against Celtic mm. to be dismissed as he will never do that again
0: he's done it twice since. <laughs> at least <laughs> since then
1: yeah but he's starting to add a goal or an assist every game
0: what's happened is you had a guy who had natural talent that we saw in his early appearances at Rangers and obviously brought him to the fore and then Mark Warburton came in Triggered. I mean, it must have been in him, but triggered a work ethic that hitherto we hadn't seen. Also gave him game intelligence. You know, you don't need to be doing this all the time. You know, you you need to learn. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. You can come in. You can keep the ball going. You can recycle the ball. You can work back. And he's still learning when to do it. You know, all the right time. We have seen games where Barry's maybe you know come inside and laid it off too often. But but now. It's all coming together, all of that, and potentially he is one hell of a player and unfortunately that probably means that he won't be here that long. And I know that the discussion Cammie and I had about this last week triggered a fair bit of debate and we certainly aren't saying it in a way that we're happy to see him you know, go out the door. It's just the reality of the situation is that a player in Scotland who impresses at the level that he is... Growing to and as you say Looks capable of, of maintaining week in Week out it, it, It's not really realistic To expect to have a player like that up here Five no. or six years, we're not Celtic We won't be perennially on the back pages Touting him, I think someone will just Come in and get him
1: but um, He has been excellent, agree about Waghorn um, I, I, I would say The only people feel I feel right, For me this is the ones that are a bit up in the air I'll finish with this okay, everyone else did okay Kenny Miller was Kenny Miller he came off the bench and did quite well. Never lets you down. He's he's going to he's going to feature in the squad. He's got a part to play. Absolutely. Yeah, to play. The people I felt either unsure about or a bit sorry for. I'll start with a bit so, uh, Holt and Crooks, who, with the pre-season excitement and people starting to think about the league starting and who's going to play with who, I think being injured was probably not helpful, especially with such a massive squad. Yeah. And I've noticed on Mark's website and elsewhere talking to folk at work. Holt is starting to slip almost from the mind. Um, you know people are not really quoting him in their potential lineups for the, when the SPL starts. Well, so I feel a bit. I feel bit sorry for the missing. That that's a challenge. Then it means
0: if if you've been unlucky and you get lost in the shuffle, which can happen, it means that when an opportunity does come and it will come, you have to grab it.
1: Yep. Um. Interesting point number two is the younger kids. All of it seem to be going alone. Obviously, Warbs it is ruthless he's a nice man, he talks well about football and he wants to use the youth but it's very noticeable that in the case of Mackay, he will only use young players if i good. He well, does not promote from the academy for the sake of promoting from the academy. Ibrox is
0: a tough, tough proving ground. It's um, tough
1: proving ground and, and, and more he's more not going to do what other managers in the past have done which is give him five games at the end of the season when the league's won. Remember at Walter? See, we used to watch nine in a row. Somebody would crop up on the DVD for the last five games. Remember? Stephen Who Watson. Yeah, you never see them John again John
0: Morrow David Hagen
1: yep David Hagen uh, you never saw them again obviously Warbs is not going to play them until he's a bit more sure so they've almost all gone alone. loan it's interesting the other one I wasn't sure about and it's going to, you're going to instantly it's going to spark debate hopefully on the Twitter and you and I have different views I still cannot quite see what Michael Hallen brings to the party I didn't think he had a great pre-season and it's something you touched on earlier right that thing, when you're amongst fellow fans and they say, if he caught that right, he would have been a goal. Things aren't as daft. And I know what people say about Halloran is, some of his, sometimes he crosses and there's no one at the end, because you know it's we're still a good cross, it's just we had no strikers anywhere near the cross. And I can see that, I can see what people are trying to say, but I, I, I still don't think he's got the close pers- close control, the game intelligence yet or the final ball, to be a Warburton type of player, and I can't see where he would fit in a strongest 11. I wasn't particularly impressed, except in effort, which he did show. And I feel the same slightly for Forrester, who had a couple of good bits. He played well in some bits of pre-season, but his touch isn't quite there. His shooting was awful, and occasionally he looked a little bit off the pace, strangely, because he had a great end to the season. um, So that's a couple of players maybe who... He did get injured. In all fairness, yeah, at the end of the season, and it was a reasonably
0: of. serious injury, I mean, not, not you know career-ended, but it wasn't, you know, like a strain. He um, so... was also
1: injured before that, I forgot to mention as well, Forrester, he'd been out for three months before yeah. he joined us, So months just, yeah, he's yeah, hardly played. Exactly,
0: but... so I mean, I think he's shown enough to, to give him a bit of time, but again, with the competition for places, well, oh, Halloran, I know what you mean, I think he gives us something different, and uh, I don't think that the Gaffers that concerned about playing someone... You know, every week. If there's certain games that O'Hara can come in and do a role for us, and then that's a useful weapon to have. I know what you mean. I think he was trying very hard and maybe not as much was coming off, but occasionally he saw sparks of what I think he can bring, which is, you know, he gets the ball and terrifies defenders with, with his pace. Now, the final ball has to improve, but you could say that for a lot of our team if we were having our uber critical hats on. Uh, I think that uh, the amount of times we get into great positions either side of the six yard box and then. The cutback isn't up to scratch or whatever. I think is slightly irritating to be honest, but hopefully that that can improve.
1: I'll say my last piece of criticism then, because it's been quite a positive pod and there's a lot to be positive about. But I can also it's what you're talking about just there about the one thing over the course of the games, which sounds really stupid, having scored ten goals and conceded none. I still think as a continuation from last season. We don't score enough of our chances. No, we don't. We're nowhere near deadly enough. No, we're not uh, we need to be Fred and Rosemary West. And at the moment we are basically a guy who's only got a couple of students rolled up on carpets in the back van. so wait, what what you're and saying is it's just,
0: we need to be more like Harold Shipman and less like Mark dingwall
1: Yes. I mean, okay, it's bad for the Slovakians, but there's only a couple,
0: hmm. couple
1: of them. Whereas Shipman yet yeah, took out hundreds and I think we've got a lot of the ball. We, as you were saying, we don't create as many chances as we should. Some of the cutbacks and final balls, that's one thing. And worse, I don't think we take the ones we do create. I think we're going to have to be a lot more deadly in the SPL. All the strikers are guilty, and some of the games pre-season, we could have scored at least two or three more per game. And maybe it's confidence, maybe it's something that will come in training, but they have to score more of these chances that come their way. That's like criticism from the guys who've done well, they've trained hard, they look fit, but they're going to be, have to be a bit sharper in front of goal because the SPL is a little bit of a cut up from the Championship and we can't miss a handful of chances. It's, it's not going to be as easy as that. Over to you.
0: Yeah, I, I'd agree with that. I think that we get into great positions and maybe don't cash in our chips as often uh, as you would like. and It's, it's disappointing. But again, I suppose it's better to be the old cliche, it's better to be getting in those positions and having the opportunity to learn from it than struggling to get there in the first place, which again is something that, that we've seen rather routinely the last couple of years. One thing I did think was a, a difference maker in the game again. I mean, most people would agree that probably the most entertaining of our performances to watch was the final one against Strana. And I thought that Barton made a big difference in that because what Barton does very well, he looks like, you know, a a Premier League player from England who's playing in Scotland which is great it sounds like that should always be the case but it isn't always um, when when a guy comes in but what he did he doesn't try to do things he can't he gets the ball and he moves it but what was interesting was the pace at which he did it and you notice the difference between him and Halliday now that's not a criticism Andy Halliday did a decent job and he's a decent player but he's not as good a player as Joey Barton when Barton got the ball it was immediately gathered in and put forward you know, constantly. So when it we weren't playing that, you know, side to side in front of the defence as much, because the first ball was taken out, if you like, the front line of the defence, which meant that there was a bit more room and a bit more space for the guys to play into. And I thought that that's a great thing that any of the other guys who are who are going to be playing there will have to realise that as if you like horrible wanky modern term, the quarterback, you know, the guy who just sits and sees everything in front of him. You've got to move the ball quickly. If you get it and then turn and look either side and knock a square ball out to the wing back, that allows the opposition to funnel right back into their shape, and then we've got to go round the side and it goes out, you know, to Wallace and Mackay and back in. And you don't have that threat. Whereas if, if the guy who's sitting in that position can take out even the first line, you know, ideally he can take out all of them and it's a chance, but if yeah. his pass takes out at least, you know, the first the first group then there's more space. You're in behind slightly and you can make things happen. And it was noticeable, I think, in that match that the tempo, again, it'll have to get quicker, but even for the type of match it was, was quicker than it had been in previous matches.
1: What I also noticed in the games is that Mackay in particular seems to be on that wavelength, Mm. or Cranchar too. When uh, Cranchar was um, dropping his shoulder and slipping the ball through very early, Mm. I think with a bit more training, and a bit more getting used to each other. I think Mackay will have a field day with Barton and Cranchar's early through balls. Mm-hmm, agreed. He's exactly the type of player. I worry some, t- not worry, sorry, wrong about uh, the football intelligence of all, a lot of our forwards are willing and they're good. Some, some have had really good seasons, but Mackay. When you're talking about Barton and Cranchar, who, as you said, are cut above, they've come here and you can tell what they've played before. Mm. Um, I think Mackay's the one I think who will get it quickest, and already seems to be getting it. I think we—he'll be someone that will really appreciate the speed of the first-time ball, and he's got the speed and the control, and he can bring the ball under control on the run.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's a key I, thing.
1: I think he'll benefit a lot. I'm just hoping everyone else wakes up to what they're doing, and mm. it can take a while. I'm hoping the forwards all realise what's going to happen. Mm. Um, stay on side, play on the shoulder, and Cranshaw and Barton will get the ball to you. they'll, they'll, yeah, try. they'll, they'll find
0: you absolutely, and uh, just make sure your movement is good. Don't get lazy. Um, which I don't think they will I don't think they would be allowed to but uh, yeah no absolutely so it's all good right then Scott uh, I think that that's that's plenty of football plenty of football and plenty of uh, kind of frothy slit talk so I think we can skip by all that and move on to this week's Sporting Integrity Award Ah, the Sporting Integrity Awards when we look round the world of sport and see who's been over-exuberant in the last week. Scott, the floor
1: is yours. It's been two months and four days since we recorded a pod, David. Mm -hmm. In that time, a lot has happened in the world of football. But we can dispense with most of it, because what we're looking at is Romanians, Brazilians given monkeys alcohol, mm-hmm. and twats, aren't we? Yeah. So we can dismiss both, most of what's happened. Um, I've got a semi-regular feature, which I'm going to, to introduce, okay? Mm-hmm. So what you've seen in the pod from now on is I'll have a semi every week, mm-hmm. um, which I hope the listeners will get to enjoy. I'm, I'm hoping they'll interact a bit with my semi. Yeah, I,
0: I think it would be important that when you've created something, you know, when you, you've built an erection... Then you want yeah. people to come and admire it. You want people to look at that and to say, "Look at Scott's mighty erection that he's done for me. He's created. He's built up with his own hand, and yeah. he's done that for me. And he wants me yeah. to to really, to really get that inside me, in That's my
1: a, heart. Yeah, yeah, I want people to know. I want them to really feel it deep yeah. inside."
0: Yeah, I, I think that that's... Actually, it's bringing a tear to my eye.
1: I think it probably would. You f- like.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: C- certainly if you approached it from the wrong angle. Without any preparation. Uh. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's... I'm using team names, okay? And I'm going to throw in one a week for the next little while. I've got some corkers. I'll start, though. I'll, I'll ease in gently, okay? Okay. Again, appropriately. Mm. Um, with some American teams. In the American lore, Or leagues... Things can get a bit crazy, David, okay? And a lot of teams rise and fall. They don't last too long, you know, same big professional outfits. But they, they do like to give themselves some strange names. Okay. And I'll start with just a few from the American lower leagues, okay? mm mm-hmm. um, There's obviously the Knoxville Impact, the Milwaukee Rampage, Michigan Madness, and perhaps best of all, the Kalamazoo Outrage.
0: Hmm. Um... It's just amusing.
1: They are, surely?
0: Come on. Uh, it, it, it's a bit like. It gets better. It would have to. Um, if that's. If really that's the the size of your semi, then I, I can't see it really, no. you know. It's going to grow a lot. I don't don't think it is. I think I might be chopping it um, early doors because that. I don't think. Uh, be-
1: I'm not, inter- I'm not going to let you interfere with my semi there. Scott, okay? it was pretty flaccid. I, I'll, I'll beef it up before next week, okay? Mm, uh, I think Leave so. in my hands till next week, okay? Yeah,
0: okay. I'll let you play with it and come back next week.
1: Okay. I, I'll, I'll see what I can do. Let's move on huh, to a bit more of what we're used to. <laughs> first thing is first is the woes, the woes. Daniel Agger recently retired because of a back knock okay Okay. and he has recently said about um, how shit Roy Hodgson was I'm assuming because Roy Hodgson was sacked as England manager and the press were looking for scurrilous Roy Hodgson stories I agree I guess but Daniel was saying um, I lost my desire to come to work his training sessions were really tough to get through not physically but mentally they were so dull it was always the same and a lot of it was stupid this, this then, about Mr Mister Roy's training, OK? Often, he'd eight forwards playing against just me and Martin Skertle. I think this was to let Fernando Torres score, <laughs> even <at> training. <laughs> like, Scurto and I had it really tough. We were defending against eight people. There was only two of us, but the eight attackers just faffed around. They hardly ran a kilometre. And In fact, quite often, they were laughing at us. It wasn't inspiring.
0: No, A, you think Chelsea might have... Taking that on board with Torres and and tried that if if that was going to work. But the other thing about it is is eight against two. So kind of sounds like when we lose the ball.
1: Yes. And yeah. um, I think our team have been training that most weeks. Haven't yeah,
0: they? they have certainly. Wilson and Kiernan would probably yeah. cast an accusatory glance at that. Then yeah, you're right. It's open season in Hodgson, and uh, he kind of deserves it. it.
1: I mean, we didn't we didn't talk much of the Euros, but. England weren't great but
0: losing to Iceland isn't absolute. Nah, England should never be. And all and you goal. know, all all joking aside, England should never be losing in a major tournament no. to Iceland. It just shouldn't so, be happening.
1: Ludicrous. Now Watford have bought uh, the former Roma left back, uh, Jose Holivas, the Greek lad,
0: okay? The one about the, the Gwen Stefani songs about.
1: Yes, Holobath girl, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that one, yeah. Um, and he went he's got a lot of tats. A lot of body art, mate. A lot of body art. And he wanted more body art, okay? Mm -hmm. So he went in to get his uh, hands, his fingers done next, right? His fingers? Yeah, he wanted a letter. Yeah, his fingers done, right? Bizarrely. Not thumbs, just fingers. And he wanted don't hate, care, love, okay? Now, might make more sense in broken English, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but don't hate, care, love. Right. So... He's, he went and How he many could, fingers does he have? Well, I think it was meant to be two words on each, like, hand. So oh, right. two letters on each finger,
0: you know? Because uh, my immediate assumption that he was from Fife.
1: <laughs> well,
0: yeah. You know, just one you of He's one finger. Yeah, or, or he's 23. <laughs>
1: um, I, I You could see in, That's the place in Fife when they get I Love Mum tattoos. Mm. It could really be who knows what that might mean. Mm. Could be very literal. Um, so he wanted uh, Don't Hate, Care, Love, but apparently the first time he went it was so sore that he chucked it, basically. Okay? Fair enough. He could do the pain. and what he was left with initially, and we don't know if he's finished yet, he hasn't gone back for part two, but the moment it, it says Don't Care, <laughs> on okay. oh, hands. Well, at right. least it makes sense. It makes sense. It's nihilistic, but there you go. I think he might have to Go back and
0: get the rest. I'm just not a great fan of tattoos. And before people out there listening to this who, who have them start to complain, uh, let me just take a wee second to just say, please don't be offended. I'll just take a moment to tell you how your complaints are moronic and the fact that you draw on yourself uh, is, in fact, idiocy. It's 2016. Have we not got to a place in our evolution where we don't have to draw on ourselves to make ourselves attractive to the opposite sex?
1: I know. Do you know what else is baffling, David? What? These, these people spend hours and hours making it. Oh, I made my own design. I'm going to take it. They always call them an artist, don't they? Yeah. i an artist. Uh, I've got a design. Yeah. But they never buy my socks can't find five
0: minutes to go to Marks and Spencers and buy no, songs. It's, it's just, I've just never really kind of seen the attraction of it and it's like, like people who get their children's name tattooed on the inside of their arm, why are you going to forget? I know. Do you need to, do you get home at night and go, hello love, hello John, hello Emma, you know, you, you, you although it's always Jack and Sophie, isn't it?
1: Yeah.
0: That's that's what all children in Britain are called
1: these days. With the old regional variation, yeah, such as a uh, Lewis, Harris, Tweed, Yeah, Shortbread, Biscuit, and, yeah, sir, and Jings, Yeah, yeah. and Jings, yeah. which are, is the most common name last year for a boy was Jings. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, that, that wasn't so good, so I think uh, Hosey's going to have to go back and finish that off, um, and I'll leave you with something that you and I would like, it's it's lower league, it's ironic, it's the kind of thing that can happen, and remind you why football is still great, okay? Um, Nothing is worse than football than not finishing something, is it, David? Like a half-built stadium, you know, a-, a manager sacked before he hit his prime. And that can happen in raffles as well. Okay. As Chesterfield discovered.
0: Oh, yes. Right, go on.
1: With a half-run raffle, okay? Yes. Great prize. Great prize. A five-day trip with the team to the pre-season tour of Hungary. Yeah, excellent. Including lunch with the players and dinner with the manager. Fantastic. No breakfast, though.
0: Maybe it was a big lunch,
1: you don't know Big lunch, right But it wasn't the most popular raffle that Chesterfield had ever run Yes, you
0: had to pay, didn't you? It wasn't a free entry
1: 20 quid 20, quid you know, it's not cheap Great prize, I mean I know, but 20 quid Yep, but It it wasn't as popular as the club may have liked, okay Mm. So what they decided to go for After a board meeting Is to never mention it again Right Aye, okay, yeah. Send so, it. they announced it had been won by Surrey-based spy fanatic James Higgins. Well, well done, James. There is no James Higgins. Oh. Yeah. This became apparent when some fans did travel under their own steam <laughs> to Hungary. Couldn't find this Higgins fella, right? <laughs> the club then released a statement to them, to their gaggle of fans, and a statement, because that's modern football, isn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah, statement, statement, statement. Statement. Saying illness had prevented them from travelling. And he was naturally disappointed As were they Okay And instead he get treated To hospitality at Future game Okay Okay But The the fans who they, were, mm, they smelled a rat You know how You can imagine You're in Hungary There's only a handful of you And you know chest food Word gets around Doesn't it So the club eventually Were hounded by the fans So much That they gave up the pretense Sacked the market manager There and then And apologised And this is a good bit Unreservedly To the four people Who did enter the <laughs>
0: Oh, that's outstanding That is fantastic um, Yeah, uh, that that is Sporting Integrity right there and then So uh, I think that the winner of this one Although I did want to give it James to
1: Higgins?
0: Yeah, I did want to give it to Holla Bass But But uh, yeah, I think that the winner Is the now ex-marketing manager fucking? Yeah, no, I think yeah, The good. winner is definitely the now ex-marketing uh, manager For Chesterfield FC Congratulations, you're the winner of this week's Sporting Integrity Award Okay, then that's uh, almost all we've got time for. Except to remind you of our competition, which is still running and you can still enter. Um, we wanted to know if we were to support other teams in other sports, what teams would they be and why? We've had some good entries, and I'm going to keep them all and do them all next week because the ones that we uh, do have a chance of winning. And uh, what the American sports got? You know, the the kind of the the ones. What's
1: American sport? Rounders. Um yeah. uh,
0: we, I think we named them last week Rounders, Idiot Rugby, and uh like yeah, the, 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 the one, the uh, men's netball, that one. So, a lot of that. You can do other sports, remember, you know, rugby, uh, proper rugby, cricket, anything, sports that we play over, kabaddy, it, it doesn't matter. Proper sports, welcome. Um, and to get in touch with us for that, you would go to the Heartland Facebook page, which is just search for Heartland, the Rangers Podcast on Facebook. And you can also tweet us at, at ibroxrocks. Now, the prize has slightly changed, and it's not our fault. It's The, the prize was two tickets to the Jonathan Johansson night uh, uh, that was being held in a few weeks by We Are The People magazine. Unfortunately, Jonathan's had to postpone. In its place, though, there is still a prize. The good people at uh, We Are The People magazine uh, are offering a free subscription for the next five issues. So, oh, So now that actually opens out the prize, you can win it abroad now. So it's it's a great magazine, I'm in it, Scott isn't, should tell you the level of quality control they have. It's very, very decent indeed. So
1: it's totally, totally I, worth getting. basically the reason he's doing it, folks, is because they said David will do an interview with you, we get to talk about yourself. So he's he's right in. Mm,
0: right yeah. in there. You can't you you can't blame them for that. Okay yeah. then, folks, all that remains for me to do is to thank our executive producer in London, Mr Mike Lee and Mr. Paul Myers, to thank my guest, Mr. Scott Vandenacker.
1: Thank you very much and let's hope Surrey based bear James Higgins doesn't win the competition. <laughs> um <people> Scott, <laughs> and- oh, sh- oh, sorry, sorry, sorry.
0: You'd won job. And uh I'd like to apologise at this this time for the sound issues. Before you all come on and go, oh, It's Scott, time to let Stanley on when we are aware of it. Uh it but it's late in the week and if you don't get this pod you don't get any pods, so again, thank you very much for your input, thank you very much for complaints, know all about it, don't really care and we will get it fixed. And I can't say feed on that, can I? Okay then, thanks for listening. My name's David Edgar and I'll talk to you again this time next week. Cheers, bye. Podcast Network.